0: Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Real Estate Mortgage Show. We're getting closer and closer to springtime. Sun is shining. There's virtually no snow on the ground, which is great. And but it's still a little cold outside. So you know that's your weather forecast for today. By the way, I'm in case you're listening to it uh, on any other given day. I'm forecasting on March the 24th, 2015, which is a sunny Tuesday afternoon in Cambridge, Ontario. This week's topic: I wanted to talk about the similarities or the differences between for sale by owners and power sale listings. Kind of uh, two odd things to compare to each other, but I was thinking about it the other day, I was just kind of driving around and I saw a couple of for sale by owners and, and then I saw a uh, listing that uh, had a bunch of tags on the window, which I of course knew was a power sale. And I started thinking about how is a power of sale similar to for sale by owner? and really i wasn't really thinking in that actual context it was just just kind of occurred to me how similar these two listings are and i'll tell you where i was coming from in terms of why i thought they were so similar with a power of sale a lot of times we get calls from buyers that start their search looking for power of sale properties i think most people do that because everybody's looking for a deal they're looking for a good deal where else are you going to find a good deal with through a bank sale of course, right? And I understand that. And uh, and then, of course, there's also the for sale by owner. A lot of times, you know, when we start dealing with buyers, one of the things that buyers do get hung up with is that, uh, hey, you know, if I find a property on my own, if it's for sale by owner, you know, I want to be able to buy this property on my own and, and not pay you a commission. Okay. So those are sort of the two elements of where I'm coming from, just so you understand where I'm coming from. So let me just make a couple things clear okay first of all with a power of sale i think where a lot of people get confused is a power of sale is not a foreclosure property it's not a foreclosure sale so under power of sale when a bank or a lender takes a property under power of sale what they're doing is they don't actually take title to the property what they're doing is they're taking possession to the property in order to be able to expedite the exercise of getting their interest in the property out okay now, when they do that, the power of sale is a, is a whole lot faster process than foreclosure. When it when it's a foreclosure, the bank actually takes title to the property; they can do whatever they want with it. But with a power of sale, the reason the power of sales are more popular is because they're faster in terms of uh, of a way for the lender to remedy the situation. Okay, but as a result of that process being faster they are also under some obligations to the borrower that actually lost the property or lost control of the property so one of which more than anything is that they have to prove or they at least have to have their portfolio prepared to be able to prove that they attempted to get as much money for the property as possible so in other words as close to market value as possible so in a situation where people are going to you know power sale properties And thinking that they're going to get a great deal because, you know, the banks are going to dump these things because, you know, you know, hey, the the mortgage is certainly not in the same uh, element as the price. So, you know, let's say if a property only has a $100,000 mortgage, a $250,000 property, the bank's going to dump this thing. That's not the case at all. The bank is obligated to get as much money for that property as possible, okay? Because after they sell the property and after all the expenses have been taken out for selling the property, okay, and everybody's been paid who needs to be paid, that money that is left over, so in other words, the equity, it needs to go back to the person that lost the property. In essence, they have a a real obligation to try and get as much money for that property as possible. So where do people get the sort of the misinformation of, power sales being a good deal? Well, I'll tell you, most power sales are in terrible shape. So when you see a property sell, wow, that looked like a really good deal. Well, of course it was a good deal because the thing was a piece of crap. Okay. So power sale properties, although, you know, of course they're motivated, you know, the bank wants to get these things off the books. There's no question about that. But at the same time, they have a protocol to follow and they, they cannot dump these properties. Okay. So there's a real misconception of power sale properties being a real good deal because quite honestly folks I've been in, I've been at this 28 years they're not bad deals but they're not the greatest deals in fact in many cases I've actually seen properties that were under control by the borrower okay so the borrower was trying to sell the property trying to unload it trying to get themselves out of a jam and they couldn't and, and what ended up happening is the bank takes over okay they they get possession of the property through power of sale and sometimes the lender ends up selling the property for more than what the person was trying to selling sell it for beforehand and it's all because you know there's this mentality that oh it's a power of sale property it's got to be a good deal okay and you know like i said quite honestly it is what it is so there's there's no free lunch here you know, if you're buying a power sale, great. Be prepared that you're probably going to have to take on a bit of a project because most of these things are beat up. Okay, so uh, there's there's a misconception of that. Now, how did I draw the parallel to power sale properties to for sale by owners? Well, where I where I drew the parallel was, and and we see it because we have a mortgage company as well. So we see a lot of times uh, with private deals, you know, the little private deals that are happening out there. Um, There are many cases where the seller ends up getting a higher value or a higher net dollar in his pocket because the buyer has this misconception that, hey, there's no realtor involved, so I'm getting a deal, okay? Well, folks, you're not getting a deal, okay? This guy is selling his property, and he's not paying a commission he's putting it in his pocket. Now, is the money his? Absolutely, it's his. It's his property, all right? But don't fool yourself for a minute to think that you're getting a deal. Now... Do deals happen in the for sale by owner market for the buyer? Yeah, uh, they do. Absolutely, they do. But I can tell you this much. In my experience, they happen more for the seller than they do for the buyer. And quite honestly, that's probably why for sale by owners have such a hard time selling. You know, a lot of times, they're just not in agreement with somebody that has provided them with market evaluation of the property and they they want to ask for more so a lot of times what they end up doing is you know let's say the value of the property is a hundred thousand i you know i love using the term hundred thousand because it's it's such a yesteryear price but it's easy for the example so you you evaluate a property at a hundred thousand so what the buyer or what the seller ends up thinking many times is he's thinking well hold it here i thought my property was worth 110 okay and then what they do is they go well you know what i'm going to end up selling it myself and i'm going to save the say for example five percent commission of course commissions are not fixed but let's say that it was five percent then they're going to put that value at 115. okay so now you're, you've got somebody trying to sell a property for a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars that's worth a hundred grand okay that's why a lot of these private sellers you know it doesn't work out not to mention that there's a whole other bunch of elements at place here you knowing the grand scheme of things the similarity between for sale by owners and power sale properties is quite honestly folks you think you're getting a deal and you're not okay here's the thing i think the best thing for you to do if you're a buyer you're a serious buyer get in contact with a real estate agent that you trust sit down and go over what you're looking for okay and lay out exactly the terms that you're you're willing to Encapsulated into an agreement, okay. And by the agreement, I mean a buyer agency agreement, okay. So you've got that all up front and expose yourself to all the properties. Expose yourself to the properties that are power sale and for sale by owner, of course, and expose yourself to the properties that are multiple on the multiple listing service, all right. So that's basically where I'm coming from and uh, why I think for sale by owners and power sale properties are similar, okay. And uh, if you have any questions, just feel free to fire me an email. Hope you have a good week and we'll talk to you later on. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. If you have any real estate questions, please direct them to me at 519-624-9222 or Walter at MaximumResults.ca, or you can find me online at www.cambridgehouses.com If your interests are in mortgages, please feel free to call 519-624-9222 or email karen at karen at maximumresults.ca, or you can find her online at www.m as in Mary, and R as in Roger, financial.ca. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great week